I spent a lot of time in Niagara on the lake. It's normally pretty chill, especially when it comes to the Lavender Festival. The ninth year will go down as a doozy, though. 34 cars being torched, damaged, pegged at well over a million dollars. We're joined by the uh, fire chief of Niagara on the lake, Rob Grimwood. Uh, Rob, give us a skinny on what went down. What happened? So we had to receive the call at 3.40 um, in the afternoon, and it came in as a hay fire. Uh, it sounded very innocent at first. Um, and uh, within a couple of minutes, our dispatch center uh, radioed us and said that they were now receiving multiple calls, that there were several vehicles on fire. Uh, it was at that time that uh, I, I was responding, and I realized that, uh, that this would have been one of the parking areas associated with this festival realized the potential scope and complexity of this and then uh, upgraded the fire. I arrived at um, 348, so eight minutes after the first call, and there were already approximately seven vehicles involved in fire, and it was threatening dozens more. And what had happened was the ground was so dry that uh, beneath the vehicles, the fire was uh, spreading very, very fast along uh, fresh-cut hay. Um, so as much as it was um, vehicles on fire, what was really driving the spread of the fire was the hay underneath. So when you arrived at the scene, what did you see? I mean, describe it for people. So from three kilometers away at least, uh, I saw heavy black smoke, enough to radio dispatch and ask for additional fire trucks just based on the smoke that I saw from a distance. And when I pulled up, uh, I saw a parking lot with a 100 or more vehicles parked in it, um, hundreds and hundreds of people standing on both sides of the road, people running towards the parking lot in an attempt to remove their cars, and in the middle of it all, a a big fireball, so large that could not tell how many vehicles uh, were actually on fire. We pulled um, into the area to get our, our trucks close enough to deploy a hose line, and at that point it became evident that we had several vehicles involved, and the firefighter who was on the first hose line um, I'd asked him for an, an update, and he indicated at that time there were sever- seven vehicles involved, but from there it e- spread even more rapidly. 34 vehicles were damaged after that fire broke out at the Lavender Festival. I mean, the, the Lavender Festival, the irony in all this is lavender is supposed to be incredibly relaxing for you. So the people that would be attending something like this aren't usually the fastest-moving individuals, but uh, the scene that you're describing is mayhem. Uh, I understand that you had previously advised organizers not to use the field due to dry conditions of the grass. Is that true? Uh, That is correct. Due to these specific concerns, uh, we've had an extremely hot, dry summer so far. Uh, We've had a number of grass and brush fires in the area. Um, Fresh-cut hay is extremely flammable, and uh, we've seen several fires spread very, very quickly through it. So uh, we had advised them specifically that parking vehicles on a uh, field of fresh-cut hay was extremely dangerous and, um, and a significant fire safety concern. So because you advised them previously, I know that the damage they're saying could be above a million dollars in damage. Would the festival be on the hook potentially? I'm not sure. That's that's going to be up to uh, insurance companies to decide. Uh, from a fire department perspective, that's uh, not an area that I can really get into. Was anyone hurt? 
Nobody was hurt, uh, luckily, and really actually amazingly, given the, the number of civilians that were in the area and trying to retrieve their cars. We did have a couple of firefighters treated for heat exhaustion at the scene, but uh, there were no civilian injuries. Is this going to inform uh, other festivals in Niagara on the Lake? I know you've got a lot of things going on there this summer. Yeah, I mean, Niagara on the Lake is pretty unique in the sense that we're, on one hand, we're a small town. Uh, we're 17,000 people, and we're a small fire department, all volunteer firefighters. Uh, but on the other hand, in the summer, uh, we're huge, and we have tons of special events and hundreds and hundreds of winery weddings every year. And um, this is certainly an issue. We we have many, many events that park uh, cars on, not necessarily fields, but on grass. And uh, it, this is something, as a municipality, we're taking a broader look at how we manage special events in general. And certainly from a fire department and fire safety perspective, uh, this is something that uh, we're going to have to continue to enforce moving forward. Do you suspect that a car started the blaze, or uh, it could be uh, a cigarette? Do we know yet? We're we're leaning towards a car. Mm-hmm. We do have uh, uh, conclusive evidence. There was somebody that was able to capture uh, video footage of the fire in its very early stages, and it did start underneath one car. And the parking lot attendants attempted to extinguish it with a fire extinguisher. So we're very clear that the fire itself started um, under the undercarriage of one car. That leads us to believe it was likely just due to uh, hot exhaust components coming into contact with the uh, with the fresh cut hay. Wow. There is always the possibility that it was a, a discarded cigarette, but um, we're absolutely certain it did. Uh, uh, we're certain of which vehicle and exactly where the fire started. No one was hurt. What's the takeaway? Well, the takeaway is that uh, it's extremely dangerous to park a, a vehicle with. Uh, a hot engine and hot exhaust on uh, fresh cut hay from a safety perspective. Uh, The fact that nobody was hurt is uh, a real testament to the great work of uh, not only the firefighters uh, on scene, but the police officers who were there doing traffic and crowd control. Uh, Unfortunately, it is a large loss fire. We are going to be well over a million dollars in damage, and we've got environmental concerns now about the the runoff of the the fuel from the leaking vehicles as well. So this is a fire we're going to be managing the, uh, the consequences of for quite some time. Well, Rob, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. No problem. Take care. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.